Okay, welcome back to the With Joe Evie podcast. We're still unpacking Naval Ravikant and asking what he, I guess, shows us to be the role of money and unpacking a little bit around wealth games versus status games. Luke, we're going to go through most of his How to Get Rich tweet storm podcast series and just unpack it and make it relevant for our kind of our listener. So we talked a little bit about this very tricky thing to start with about money, which actually might talk about the premise of this, but moving on from that, the idea of wealth versus money versus status, right? So his definition of wealth is interesting. It seems to be around earning while you sleep. Uh, So it's very kind of a financial definition of wealth and that this is, I guess, a concept of freedom. And money is basically how we transfer wealth. So it's trying to be a reliable IOU from society. That's what it's trying to do. Money will solve your money problems, he says. We did unpack that yesterday. But a lot of people who reject money attack it and play status games. I'm going to talk about that a little bit before we go into wealth first status games. Um, this is an interesting one, Luke. The idea of a lot of people are attracted to not making money. To not making money? Yeah, I really see this. I see this a lot. Does that... So, for example, there's a lot of young people who have committed to like a study path and, uh, uh, but you know, they don't, they're not quite sure about study, where it's going. They, you know, and, and oh, all, everything we talked about with Alan Watts and the whole delaying, you know, the overgrown children effect. Sure. I see a lot of people putting off uh, money and earning money and identifying, I think identifying a lot. So I think there's a bit of per- perception that people um, have this day, this day and age that they really, it's almost like money's a dirty word, basically. It's a dirty concept. And if you want money, you're selfish. I don't know, you're a capitalist swine. Um, there's something wrong with you. So I think a lot of people have a very problematic relationship with money these days. So I think mm. Scott and I have noticed this sometimes in conversations. Um, if, if someone's talking about like metrics in a business or an income opportunity or something like that, you get those people who are like, oh, they're just in everything for money. They're just all about money. That's all they're after. It's that kind of attitude I'm talking to. So I'll pause here and pause for your comment. Now that I've given a bit of a preface, do you see that? Do you see that at all? Or is this completely novel? No, no, I definitely see that. I've, I've actually had that experience with sort of some some of my friend groups yeah. or one person in particular is like whenever I would talk about investing in the, you know, that I'm yeah. interested in investing or the principles behind it, it automatically is like, for example, I had a scenario like if you had $200 million, what would you, you know, what would you do with it? And then I was like, oh, first thing I probably invested and then, you know, by these principles you would then and it's like why would you do that that's a ridiculous why like you know that was just feeding into that's a greedy thing to do there's a lot of shutting down isn't there yeah there's a lot of shutting down that goes on like as soon as there's some sort of concept of money and earning more there's a lot of immediate kind of swatting so he like he talks about this in in terms of status games so 
I think a lot, and I think he got a lot of, he would have got a lot of hate for this. So I think he would have seen like actual examples. Um, so he is, he is the example of like wealth is a positive sum game. A positive sum game is where everyone can win. So for example, owning a house, the fact that there's not, it's not like there's a set number of houses and the fact that Luke owns a house means that I, I now have less chance of owning a house. Actually, like pretty much everyone can own a house right? Because they're always building more houses and, and stuff like that. Um, status though, status is a zero sum game. So that, that means that plus one, minus one has to cancel out and equal zero. Like not everyone can be, have high status in everything, right? Only, um, only one person can be president of the United States. Only one person or a small group of people can be the top tennis players in the world. So if you're after status and that's what you're chasing and seeking, you are actually leaning into a game that requires someone else to lose. Mm. So that's, I love that because I hadn't really thought about, I, I don't like status as a driver, as a big driver, but I hadn't thought about it as an actual pernicious way in that oh, if you're leaning into that, you're leaning into something where it's not positive sum, like creating wealth and abundance. Yeah. I think if I can just add to the Please example do. I gave before, when I've, when I've actually clarified, you know, actually you can you can potentially use this money for, obviously this is all hypothetical, but you can use the money maybe for more impact. You can, you can dive into sort of a cause you're into. You can use it for, whenever I make that distinction, then the other person will too. Oh yeah, yeah, that, no, that actually makes sense. So I think they, <laughs> I think they automatic, like sometimes the default can be to automatically assume that you just want more money for the, the status element. That yes. You're yes. About. So well, money and status are very heavily married. And there's a bit of insight here as to why. So there's a quote, status from Naval, status is a much better predictor of survival than money is when you look back at history and human evolution. So that's why we're wired to be so seduced by status. It's almost like an evolutionary programming because it's like, it's almost like, oh, well, if you have status, you're probably going to survive better and produce more offspring. And money, um, after money helps you afford your MVL, Money is most useful for some people, um, excuse me, funding more projects, but for other people, just giving them a sense of status. They don't really want the money for something, but accruing more money makes people feel more significant, makes them feel ahead of their peers, and it still predicts some measure of like um, probably short-term happiness if people are earning more than their peers, and that it does become about a status game. And uh, so, you know, Naval says you should avoid status games in life because it involves someone else putting you down or you putting someone else down. For example, there's a lot of journalists who don't go and create a lot of money and financial wealth like someone like Naval has, but they play this status game of knocking people like him down, saying you're a capitalist, you know, you screw other people over, making wealth at other people's expense. Um, and there's a lot of those status games that happen in our society. We see it with a lot of like the very kind of you know, radical socialists, a lot of the people radicalized by university cultures, which are these weird echo chambers that we always talk about for so much of this stuff. For some reason, every Jordan Peterson talks a lot about that. Uh, and, and you see a lot of that. So they, they've, they're kind of self-righteous because they've put away the, the earning of money. But what they're really doing is playing something way more pernicious than anyone actually tries to make money, which is a status game. Uh, so that, that, that's interesting. Whereas like those people are actually having a much worse impact on society 
than people who are focusing on like, oh, I could create a huge company here and, and, and part of it would be this big financial reward and I enjoy doing this thing. But, you know, there's, there's many ways of playing status games. A lot of people are in business because it's a status game for them, right? A lot of people want to be CEO because it's a prestigious title. So I think my takeaway from this episode is if I could leave like a kind of um, actionable in terms of thinking and what you seek, because I did think about this beforehand. Like one, understand we're in an abundant world. This is not uh, the time of Jesus anymore where we didn't have the credit system and if you were rich, you were poor at someone else's expense. So that's where these attitudes around money is guilty come from, all right? But then we had the credit system revolutionize that. Now wealth and having money is not a zero-sum game. It's not if someone's rich, that means other people are poorer necessarily. Actually, everyone can be rich. So you live in an abundant world. So you need to overcome any conditioning you have that money is selfish and evil and dirty in and of itself. I think, but definitely, you know, more, more so lean away from the status stuff. Um, chase something more than a prestigious job title or things that are just an ambiguous level up. For example, like if someone, I was thinking about this before, what's an example? So if someone famous, I don't know, like Seth Godin or Tim Ferriss or Naval, right, asked me to run their podcast growth full time, right? I'm not necessarily interested in that, but there's a prestige associated with that sort of role. It's like for me, that's not, an, that's not like a straight accept, right? So for a lot of people, not necessarily like a lot of the promotions people seek are actually just a status upgrade rather than an actual life upgrade. And I've talked to a lot of people, especially people who've done corporate kind of pathways who regret a lot of their moves up because it wasn't really a move up for them. It was just a move up in status and prestige. And uh, I think if you're truly content with yourself, you won't be concerned by this need to feel successful in the external sense, which is a status game if you think about it, because it must come by comparison to others, whereas internal success is quite independent of, mainly of, of money and things like that. But yeah, any yeah, takeaways think, for you, Luke? Yeah, I was just going to ask, you're talking about a motivation to get financial abundance through status. How do you think that's many people actually get there by being motivated by status? Or is it, because it seems like a pretty I think there's a big faulty mix. premise. I think there's a big mix. I think there are a lot of people who are just chasing status who become very rich. Okay. I know I know people like that. I know people who have admitted to being like that. The problem, as Alan Watts would tell us, is that when that's the driver, they won't even enjoy it. Mm. And I think the real people who, who make long-term financial success and abundance, I think are more likely, you know, very driven by something other than that but i you know i don't know you know what drives jeff bezos what drives mark zuckerberg is it just being the i don't know at the apex of humanity or something like I, who knows so it's a bit tricky but it's like kind of why would you want to be driven that way yeah i'm just thinking about the motivations behind it would be difficult to keep um as opposed to going through the process and enjoying that it's not a uh doesn't seem like the best motivation. Yeah, definitely it's not. It's for more status. Definitely not. All right, so it's, look, it's a fascinating one. And so that was the first part. Now we're going to talk about another section of the tweet storm tomorrow, which is, is capitalism a fair game?
So that'll be tomorrow. See you then, Luke.